Hey, this is Johnny Young Bosch, Adam, the Black Power Ranger, and you're listening to 335 Live with Joe, Scotty, and Matt. And I'm still a frog. Hello, and welcome back to the current 335 Live, your one-stop shop for Power Rangers Super Sentai Toku Asatsu stuff. It's a 2021 now, folks, and I am still none other than the king of the power ninja. At least last I checked, Matt. <laughs> to my immediate left is who I can only describe as a leftover cyclobot, uh, Joe. What is up, everybody? It is finally good to be back recording new episodes for you guys. Scotty is off for the evening, so yes. we are just going to take you through something that we've been wanting to talk about for a while. Yeah, we've been we've been mentioning this uh, for a bit. It came out in October, or October November. Yeah, I think it was October. Uh, today we are discussing and what 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 better way to bring in 2021 on this podcast than once again Time for Time Force. We're doing uh, Power Rangers Time Force Sins of the Future, which is the third uh, original graphic novel that Boom Studios has done, uh, you know, including Soul of the Dragon. And, uh, I forgot Psychopath. Soul of the Dragon was the first one. Yeah, it, it, te- yeah. technically it is. Yeah. It's it's definitely a forget- uh, admittedly forgettable one. But... Which is a great book, though. It, no, it's a great book, but, like, it's easy to, like, be like, oh, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? Because <laughs> uh, it just hasn't been, like, relevant. Uh, I digress. Yes, we're doing Sins of the Future, an original graphic novel taking place after the show. We're going to discuss our thoughts. We're going to briefly run through the story. Talk about things we liked. Uh, short answer, uh, for those of you who maybe can't wait till the end. Short answer is, uh, this is so much better than Psychopath. Like, if, if you're worried about this being another thing that's going to kind of fuck with the characters, it actually doesn't. It doesn't at all. The The story is great. The, the story is great. The sort of implications for where they could potentially take this story in the future is really cool. I would say the biggest weak point is the art. The the art, I think, yeah, is a, a huge... Fan. It, it, it kind of... No offense to... Who is it? Giuseppe Cafaro? Hopefully yeah, I pronounced that, uh, yeah, that name right. right. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, Giuseppe Cafaro, which... A disclaimer, too. If you had listened to a prior podcast... I had mentioned that it was like Jamal Campbell mm-hmm. that was supposed to be doing the art. He was originally listed, but I think he only did the cover. I, I think that's it. I think that's the only thing he contributed. I, it must have maybe been something to do with COVID or something. I, I don't know. Uh, thank you once again for sticking with us You know, through this. I know there was a long gap uh, of time, but we're going to get more onto a, a regular schedule going forward uh, to some degree or another. But, uh, Joe, what would you like to say? Uh, just real quick, I was actually just curious, and I decided to uh, look up Giuseppe's, uh, more or less his filmography, if you will, for okay. a book. I don't know what a book... You know, I don't know what it's called. Just, this is like credentials, his um, resume. Uh, yeah, it looks like we got a couple of things. He's worked for DC, obviously Boom Studios, Heavy Metal Magazines, Aspen Comics. Okay, I've heard um, of them. Done a couple of artworks for a book called The All-New uh, Soulfire, yeah, so, which you can know. tell the artwork uh, given by the cover is definitely, and I'll show that. That actually yeah. looks better than what we got. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, yeah, The put the, okay, for, uh, for those of you, so we have a YouTube channel now. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are listening to this on SoundCloud, if you were to, if you had a chance, hop on to YouTube, we'll include like images. Oh yeah, uh, just like and, a slideshow. Yeah, yeah, it'll be still images. So you'll see what Joe was talking about. It actually looks so much better than his artwork in this story. Mm. It's actually, like, kind of weird. I will say this. He draws action fine. I I think the action scenes were actually really, uh, really good. 
in this, but I think, and also when the Rangers were in costume, he can draw good looking like Ranger outfits, but I would say his facial work and what, I, I don't know, I can't even really describe what it is exactly, it's just, I, I don't even know like what to compare it to. Okay, you know the best thing to compare it to? Um, oh, the, uh, Street Fighter V, I think it was one of those, one or maybe Marvel vs. Capcom had like those comic book style graphics. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, Street what Fighter the, Five yeah. had that. Yeah, I can't think of what the term is, but that just on a two D scale. It was yeah, no, it was it was it was like a motion comic kind mm. of thing. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good way to describe it. But uh, anyway, I guess let's talk about the story. You know, the, the story starts off with a very cliche like you're probably wondering how I got here, uh, type <laughs> of situation. Like it starts with Jen having to fight off uh, some of Time Force. Like Time Force is trying to attack her, she's in costume, and, and like I said, the co- that like when Jen is in her costume, like it actually looks fine. Mm-hmm. It's the face work that's awful. But then it, you too, know, too Japanese. No, no, uh, you know, like I'll, I'll even admit, like, like this Eric first, good. yeah, this first uh, on the second page where you see Eric and mm-hmm. Wes. Eric actually like isn't too bad. The Cyclobots aren't too bad, but it's just like the quality just kind of dips as the story goes on. But uh, on the next page, it sort of goes to like you know. The fl- flashing back to before the the first page where Jen is fighting uh, Time Force, we see remnants of like I think they were called weren't they called Cyclobots? Cyclobots, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were called Cyclobots. So like you know, there's still a lot of them around, you know, kind of like the Droid Army in mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like they're they're, they're kind of like aimless at this time. Mm-hmm. And Cyclobots, Silver Guardians, blah, blah. yeah, yeah, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so just uh, confirm that. Right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so they're for the fighting cyclobots, and, you know, uh, Eric and Wes with the Silver Guardians arrive on scene. Uh, what's weird... I'm happy they're still hanging out. <laughs> what's the, no, yeah, me too. I mean, I'm happy they're still employed. Yeah, this takes but, place after Forever Red. Um, well into the future. It ab- absolutely yeah. does. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, but, according to the continuity, they actually take... I've never... We, we have not uh, seen Hyperforce. Yes, we have the not. The continuity, it, says, it states right here in the production notes... That it's set within the continuity established in Power Rangers Hyperforce. Yeah, the, so which is really cool. Spoiling anything, I don't know. You know, if you've seen it, you'll understand it a little bit more. Yeah, we actually haven't. I know that's probably a little sacrilege for mm-hmm. uh, Power Ranger fans, but we'll definitely check it out at some point. But we checked this out beforehand. Uh, what's funny is Eric looks like he's shouting out orders to people who aren't even around. Like, like we only see Eric and Wes. It's kind of like a Captain America. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, he's he's calling to attention, but, like, Wes is, like, the only one there. And Jen shows up to help out. Uh, they fight it off for some reason. Jen is the only one who morphs. Lord knows why. Oh, Matt, I'm mistaken. It says it actually takes place, the story beginning in the year 2007 in Silver Hero Hills. Right. Yeah, 2007. Okay, so that was... That, that, that still should be after Forever Red. Correct. Yeah, I, didn't, I thought it was much further. No. I thought it was at least much further. No, no, no. It's 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 not too long after. Yeah, because I don't think they quoted the, I don't think they quoted the year in the comics. Uh, they do. Yes, they did. Oh, they did. Oh uh, well, they just said a thousand years prior and so. Oh, all right, all right. So cool. yeah, so I mean, they kind of. Yeah, did. we yeah, it stated it's two thousand and seven. So that was Forever Red was two thousand and. It it was immediately after Time yeah. Force. So whatever year that was. Okay. But, yeah, so Jen shows up to help. They defeat the Cyclobots. For some reason, Jen was the only one who morphed. Uh, you know, they have some uh, chitter-chatter. They're catching up with each other, and they're going out on a date. So, like, apparently we find out that after, you know, Time Force, they still get to see each other every now and again for a limited time. Like, mm-hmm. Jen can only spend, 
I think like like about maybe like three hours maximum, like each time with Wes before they risk like fucking something up. Uh, Wes takes her to a sushi joint. Uh, they're talking. There's a really cool image of something I would buy in an instant, which is a, a Time Force light bulb. <laughs> I, I, I would really like that a lot. As far as uh, illustration goes, that was a clever. Uh... I, I really like it. I, I really like it. Wes is making puns. You know, they're having chitter chatter. They're catching up, but unfortunately, Jen has to go back to her present. And you know, it's just she reunites with the other people from Time Force. We see a circuit, and you know, Lucas. we have some. We we have some feelings uh, going on. Yeah. yeah, we have some feelings. CW esque feelings stuff is happening and then then we get a cool moment where jen goes to who was the the captain uh, captain logan okay thank, mm-hmm. thank you story it's anybody uh, that like, doesn't remember there was a big reason actually as to why jen wanted to make sure that she stayed in her timeline because if you recall in the travel. episode well time travel itself i mean don't e- i hate to say this but as much as even i love the avengers their time travel confused the hell out of me as opposed to normal time travel. So on this particular landscape, if Katie is not there, like her parents, you know, dis- the photo disappeared from the episode. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's 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 very important to stay within your own timeline and do not right. Like they're they're breaking the rules, you yeah. know, by still like dating each other. Time force is being like a little lenient. They're like, all right, all right. Like you we know, want you, you want to get a little, you know. All right, like, Wes, you want to get... That, you did save the world. You can get a little Well, ass. like, basically, Captain Logan tells Jen, like, did you get it out of your system? Like, yeah. uh, like, are you done? Are you over it? Did you say your goodbyes? Because uh, I actually want you to be a part of Hyperforce. And, like, that's such a cool, you know, little tie-in, tying in Time Force to Hyperforce, which maybe they were on the show. I don't know. I think Jen was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know definitely they had a lot of guest stars, yeah. so... But, but that's cool that they directly you know, confirm that, like, this is, like, the new sort of team going forward that they're trying to train, and they got, like, the logo and everything, which is, uh, you know, pretty, pretty dope. Logan confronts her about uh, trying to wipe Wes's memory or whatever, and obviously Jen has a problem with that. We get more talking, we get more reuniting. Uh, Jen goes back to the present, or, you know, the past for her, to basically try and break up with Wes, yeah, and, and Wes is trying to treat it like another date and still everything. Got the same car. Yeah, yeah, still the same car, same everything. Uh, Wes, what he winds up doing is he actually like renovates the watchtower again or the clock tower mm-hmm. uh, for another date, and we see Time Force cupcakes, which I totally want as well. <laughs> the, they they need to have. I never even convention. noticed that. Yeah, yeah they're we, in the bottom have, left. We have Time Force cupcakes. I really want them. I would buy them. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this for the illustration. I don't remember Jen being that short compared to Wes. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't know if that's like drawn to any type of yeah. scale. I, I I don't know the the reference offhand. We would have to like watch an episode to really see if that's like true or mm-hmm. not. I don't know. But while they're dating and before Jen can break up with him, they are interrupted with a very cool new character, Time Force Black. Uh, Time Force Black shows up. Uh, you know, is essentially like a literal a time cop trying to you know end the paradox that they're essentially about to do like they're about to fuck up time like really badly do you remember in ant-man and wasp when ghost showed up i feel like that was that surprise where you had um hank pym and i'm sorry hey pym hank pym was in the truck but you had ant-man and uh janet or hope van dyne hope van dyne yeah yeah and then all of a sudden they're just minding their own business and then boom just attacked by nothing they've ever seen before 
I mean, yeah. I mean, they've definitely never seen a black time for us with a uh, very Final Fantasy-esque uh, sword. Uh, they both morph, but this chick, like, absolutely bodies them. And I, I really like uh, Time Force Black's backstory, you know? Like, skipping on ahead, uh, what she basically is is she's Alex's sister. Uh, which was which, yeah, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, I don't ever remember if they mentioned him having a sister. He never, not in the but show. But it, it didn't matter. No. But the great thing about her character in this book is that it's it confirms something in the show that wasn't explicitly explained, but it was definitely implied. Mm-hmm. But... It, 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 like, this solidified the fact that Alex not being dead was a result of Rancic and the Rangers fighting each other in the past. Like, it fucked up, like, the, it caused a paradox to happen where Alex just wasn't dead anymore. But the funny thing is, was, like, everybody around him, including his sister, like, remembers him being dead, like, he's supposed to be dead. And the reason why Alex is su- such a dickhead is because this is, like, technically a different Alex. Like, the the sister's name, I think, is uh, Kira? Or, or Kira? Yeah, Kira. I think it's Kira. And she literally, uh, when Jen finally, like, confronts her and they actually have, sit down to have a chat, she's literally like, I didn't know my brother anymore. You know? So, like, Alex wasn't just a dick, you know, the, the entire time when Jen and him were engaged. Like, this is literally, like, a result. So everything of, uh, we saw everything. after Alex came back to life, he was he was he, well. He's technically like a, this isn't the same Alex. Yeah. Like this is literally a different Alex because hmm. uh, the timeline was fucked up and everything. So, you know, so l- literally she's just like you know you you not only is my brother dead but he's back and he's not even like my brother That's anymore. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember in the show at least, and it gets us where they cleared it up. A reason why Alex was even pissed off. He was he might he might have been mad at Jen leaving or something but there was no clear indication as to why all of a sudden he was just an absolute douche right right so after this black time force ranger absolutely uh fucks up jen and wes Mm -hmm. uh jen goes back to the future but when she goes back to the future no pun intended of course uh but when she goes back to the future she's confronted by you know the rest of the time force team that's now calling her a traitor and is trying to arrest her and everything and she's like what the fuck like, I was literally gone only, like, five minutes, and this is where the art, like, really kind of takes a bit of a dip uh, here. But uh, Jen actually fucking up the Rangers without even morphing, which is something. See, I didn't know that they had reasonable, uh, what do they call it, like, reasonable cause to go ahead and try and arrest her? Just were missing a, a time for, like... Well, the, the, the timeline has changed, so mm-hmm. it's like... Whatever this, whatever they think she did happened in like a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Like timelines are sort of merging and everything. And the one person who shows up to help her is Nadira. We get Nadira back. She shows up. She, she's like normal. She, she's like unaffected by this. She comes to help Jen. Uh, she takes her back to like a little home base, and it's great because we see that she has like a little like heart locket picture of Lucas. In a little I love base, that. Which is great. It doesn't even look like he's remotely interested anymore. I know. Even in the photo, he's just kind of like, uh, I kind of don't want to. I don't want you to have this, really. But this is like one of the best things about this story is just how uh, they incorporate sort of like Nadira and Rancic sort of being reformed. A little side into note. This. Actually, speaking of love and uh, blue time force, Michael Copan is expecting his first child. 
Yeah, congrats, my so guy. Congrats, my dude. Congrats. You and the missus, absolutely, man. You guys, I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Uh, we we briefly flash to a uh, uh, back to the present where Wes and Eric are just chilling, and then Time Force Black shows up again to try and fuck him up. And Jen is able to sort of send like a, or is it Wes? That's Wes. Okay, Wes tries to send like a message or something to the future or whatever. It's try, trying to sort of figure out what the hell is going on. Call? Yeah, basically. Because they, you know, nobody understands who the hell Time Force Black is and everything. And N- Nadira sort of is like the exposition of like what exactly is happening. Like, like she kind of understands what happened and like the timelines are just getting fucked up. And then Jen's like, all right, well, we have to break into Time Force. And Scotty's favorite, the Transwarp Megazord, kind of helps him out I'm a bit. so glad he got his own page. I am, too. <laughs> I am, too. I'm I'm very glad. He had a nice little cameo here, which is awesome. We get, you know, a flashback to Alex's death uh, at the hands of Rancic. Which seems to be irrelevant now. I mean, it, I mean, it is, but it still happened. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. This still happened, and as they break into Time Force, they're seeing like uh, it's just sort of like these ghostly images from like different timelines that are sort of merging mm-hmm. into the reality. So like reality is just sort of getting really fucked up, and you know they keep going, and they're seeing like memories and stuff. And then we wind up back to where the story began. So it's weird how it's only so. affecting the future, not the current present. Right, right. Like it's not affecting like Wes's time. Yeah. It's it's affecting like only the future, and you know the mystery is to why that is. Uh, you know, Jen and uh, Time Force Black are fighting each other. We got some cool action scenes. Like the action is drawn really well. Mm-hmm. I actually really like this a lot. They still talk. Jen is trying to figure out why the hell Time Force Black is trying to kill her. Got some more things. They wind up in literally this like Bermuda Triangle ass sort of timed I, I don't know do they label what it is in here which one was that no, well no. it's it's like as they're fighting they wind up going through like a portal and they're in these like different moments where we see them fighting near the dragon zord and everything so they're it's they're, ti- they're like time the, the, I, I guess you could say they're almost like in the speed force almost yeah. where they're just kind of like in the past present future like at the same time and they're fighting each other and then they wind up in this city-looking place that they don't recognize. But it's a castle that's from a Time Force Black's sort of dreams. Like, she's had dreams about it that she's been sort of trying to figure out. That has something to do with how she got her powers. Uh, and this is when they start to finally talk to each other. Uh, Jen and Time Force Black. Uh, you know, Jen recognizes who she is. And then... Is, is it... Yeah... It, her name is spelled like C Y R A. I think so it's, it's Kira. I think it's Kira. Yeah, I, I guess so. But yeah, she's literally explaining how you know she remembers how Alex was before he died. Could and be Syra, but I, I don't. It's something like that. It doesn't, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, something like that. But she basically explains her whole backstory. Her whole backstory is really cool. Uh, I, I think it's dope that she's like remembering how things were before even the events of the show and how the events of the show had an effect. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, you know, the good guys won, there still was, like, collateral damage for the future. You know, the future didn't remain unchanged from what they did. Like, it actually had permanent ramifications to how things went. And she's just sort of trying to set things right. 
See, this never made sense to me. Uh, Alex's younger sister, Kira, who we were just mentioning, witnessed her brother's death at the hand of Rancic. Yes. Never once was that established in the show that he never had the family, nor in, if you actually watch the scene, could there have been a shot where she could have watched. Could have been a camera, whatever the case may be. Ah, whatever. But <laughs> the one thing I never understood is that she targeted her anger specifically at Jen, and I didn't understand why. Well, one, Jen didn't, like, do anything. <laughs> didn't she tried to go back to try, the past try to stop Rancic. Rancic. Yeah. Well, well I, I... I mean, Alex was... I, well, she, she's mad at Jen because when they chased him into the past, not, you know, sort of beating him right away or not even, like, stopping him right away mm -hmm. uh, resulted in Alex coming back but different. Because I don't know if you remember the first episode, but Rancic kind of escaped because the Time Force Rangers fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they, they fell for a trap laid by, like, Nadira and whatnot, and they, like, fucked up. So it is, like, kind of their fault. Yeah. The, the the whole show was just them trying to fix their fucking mistake. But we then learn something really dope, which is basically everything regarding Time Force is a result of Dr. Farrick, or Frax. He's literally responsible for everything. He basically created Time Force because he discovered, like, time travel. Mm -hmm. So he created Time Force, he at created the mutants, and then he created the machines. So he literally is responsible for literally everything. This guy could have fixed COVID in an hour. Uh, no, he, he would have made it worse. Oh. It, it would have it would have evolved to like uh, twenty, like COVID twenty or something. <laughs> oh, it, 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 he, he would have fucked that up somehow. It, it would have occurred in like the nineteen nineties. Right, right. Oh, that's right, because that was at least twenty years. No, yeah. did they say say when? How many years it was before when he and Rancid got together? After Rancic fucked them up? Well, the, the only thing that they go into, at least hear about his past, is how he was sort of, like, employed mm -hmm. by Time Force uh, to sort of help with, like, the morphers, the transwarp stuff. He, he, he was responsible for all of that. Such a bigger part. This is good, though. Yeah, it, it really solidifies his importance and the fact that he really is, like, kind of the main bad guy. Oh, yeah. You know? No, but, like, you, you look at it, and Rancic is nowhere... Rancic was technically a victim yeah. of Frax. Like, Rancic wouldn't have actually happened mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that Frax created, uh, what was his name, Venomark? Or something like... Ven what, what was that guy? Oh, oh, what did he look like? Uh, hold on. He's, he appears in here briefly, I think, in like a, like a flashback or something. Hold on. Yeah, right there. Uh, this, who was that? Yeah, Venomark. Venomark. Yeah, yeah that's that his name. Venomark. 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 Yeah, yeah. So he's literally uh, the reason for everything. And they talk about this thing called the Black Sight, which is sort of this little pocket in time where you can sort of do whatever the fuck you want and it doesn't affect anything. Mm -hmm. the, and Time Force literally built a facility there. And that's sort of where the Black Time Force Morpher comes from. It was in there uh, and, what, and it was created there. And sort of uh, Kira or Sira, whatever her name is, she can sort of access it and, and everything. Uh, and this is cool because this is how they tested the morphers. This is how they, you know, fucked around with time travel without actually causing any collateral damage. But this was also like a secret. Uh, this this was kept from just about everybody. And they needed to find an out. operation that always has a division that nobody can like Hydra. Yeah. Like, how? How do you know? <laughs> this is probably one of my favorite moments in the book, but literally they're trying to find more information about this black site, and Adira contacts Alpha 55, 
apparently in the future where we've had 54 different alphas you know since uh, the original one apparently technically 56 if you count finster i don't really count them yeah but i mean i guess you kind of could so basically alpha 55 works for director rancic so rancic not only no longer like a mutant freak but apparently was welcomed into time force and if you look very closely on his shirt yeah i was just gonna mention that if you look very closely on his shirt it's kind of hidden a little bit but he actually has the hyperforce logo on his shirt so he's like the director of hyperforce I think is the implication here. I don't know. I, we haven't watched Hyperforce. Maybe this is something that's established in uh, in that. I don't know. I don't know if that's established or not. But it's great because he's still just kind of... I, I also love the fact that the dialogue is written like how the actor spoke. Yeah, with, yeah. with, with, with this sort of well, accent kind of thing. Well, in the same way where she's called him daddy. And yeah. Stuff. I mean, it's spelled daddy in the... But it's it's really funny. I I love the dialogue between the two. I also forgot that uh, Farrick's first name was Lewis, but that's apparently his first name. I mean, all it states also going back to that uh, when they were fighting when they saw the dragon sword. What was uh, that? Did they see get to the part with the dragon sword? Yeah, we are past yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they didn't specify what it was called. It was just fighting, shattering time around them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, they arrive at the mysterious castle. I'm trying to see if there's any indication whatsoever that leads Rancic to. In the flashback, we see Time Force Commission Dr. Farrings. Uh, Dr. Farrings, Chen, Alpha 55, Director Rancic. Yeah, okay. to Director Rancic. Uh, who is in the continuity, seems also to follow. Uh, he, oh, Jesus. Uh, he is the director of human slash mutant relations. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I guess that makes a little bit more sense. But that's also not, like, explicitly explained, but okay. I mean, maybe that is a hyperforce thing. Uh, it's, uh, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. It says, yeah, Dur- Director Rancic, who is in continuity, seems to also work for Time Force rather than the Office of Human slash uh, Mutant Relations. Yeah. Uh, he looks up info on Dr. Frax and then realizes that he saw a t- place in Time Force classified as a black site, the Outpost 1. Outpost 1, yeah. Uh, he says all directors are yeah, briefed on this place, uh, a fortress that somehow exists out of its own time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's really no indication as to what his actual. Um, maybe he's just a janitor, you know. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine he's a director <laughs> and a janitor, but yeah, Rancic reveals that you know this black site is just the designation. This real place was called Outpost One, mm-hmm. which was a secret little facility. They go to the secret little facility, and they fight these really cool, like upgraded-looking cyclobot things. The very Samurai Jack-looking things. I actually really think they're dope. Uh, they go inside the laboratory, and they see old recordings of Dr. Ferrix before he was Frax. And this is something that really bothers me about the story. And I, I know, Joe and I both know what they were doing here with this. But this is the part of the story where I have to question whether you can truly consider this a canon story or not. Because in the recording, he mentions he is testing a test subject named Z from Eltar, who is dressed in an outfit that kind of looks like a cyclobot. It's cyclobot armor. Yeah, yeah, it's cyclobot armor, but, you know, it's like a person underneath it. You know, he only refers to the person as Z and tests, like, time travel equipment on this person. And this person literally goes, like, it's tearing me apart. And literally just, like, vanishes. Interesting. Do you know what that experiment he was doing was called? 
No. Operation Overdrive. Oh, yeah, yeah, it says it right here. Yeah. Begin Operation Overdrive. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. But, so, basically, what the implication of this scene is, is that he might have been responsible for Zordon being stuck in this tube, but the problem is, is we know from the first episode of Mighty Morphin on the TV show, it is Rita. Uh, like, an, an, an old battle between Rita and Zordon resulted in Zordon getting stuck in a, in a time warp. It was, it was called the time warp bomb, and that's why he needed to be in the tube and everything. Wait, so, wait, hold on. Scotty has pointed this out many times, and this is why I, I gotta agree with him, is that Zordon, again, didn't really tell everybody the truth all the time. I mean, I think that was the truth. I'm I wanted sure to. Be, he true. didn't tell anybody about. I mean, if we're talking continuity wise, he didn't tell any. He said you were the first Power Rangers Earth has ever had. Never mentioned the Alien Rangers. Never mentioned Andros and Zane. Never mentioned Ko thirty five. Never mentioned. Um, uh, oh my God, the Solar Rangers team. I can't or, or whoever her first team was. I can't think of it. I mean, I'm pretty sure Zordon didn't know about the Solar Rangers. There was nothing to indicate that he knew about the Solar Rangers. The Solar Rangers didn't even show up in Shattered Grid. They showed up, like, you know, in Beyond the Grid, like, right afterwards. So, there was nothing to indicate that. But basically, you know, these experiments were being done with the Morphing Grid. You know, Ferrex was fucking around with the Morphing Grid, and that's kind of what's, like, going on here. That's, like, the crux of this story. So, yeah, Frax is still the bad guy, you know, essentially. Even in Death... I mean, for all we know, it could just be a different Eltarian named Z, you know? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it absolutely can be. It could have just been, like, they tried to give a little Easter egg, but realistically, even, you know, Eltar, I can imagine there were other people on oh, sure. the planet. Uh, sure, I, but, like, I just feel like for diehard fans, you know, yeah. like like us included, but we definitely... But that was the first thing is I dro- my jaw dropped and then I questioned right. it. Right, right, right. Same thing for me. You know, uh, same same thing for me. It was it was clearly meant to be very on the nose and kind of in your face. But it's like if you actually know some of the lore, the pre existing lore, at least, you would f- realize like that can't be right. Well, it's interesting. Who were the only two people that called Zordon Z? Uh, to best of my knowledge, no one except maybe Alpha. No, it was Z- uh, uh, Zed and uh, Ivan Ooze. Did Zed really call it? I don't remember that. Yeah, well, it, it, I'm sure he did. Yeah, I, I believe he did. I'm sure he did, but I don't remember it. Oh, that's interesting. So th- they still keep digging uh, through old uh, Dr. Ferrix files. They find out, you know, about uh, uh, Venomax. Uh, oh, my God, I just said his name. Venomark. <laughs> Ven- yeah, Venomax. That's from something else. Venomax? That's from something Venomax. else. Is it another pairing? Because it definitely sounds like... Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Comment to us what that's from. I know that from something. I know that from something, but I don't remember what. But Oh, yeah, apparently Nadira didn't know Dr. Ferrix created Venomark, which is kind of funny. But, that you know, basically Venomark was the reason why mutants exist, was because he kind of got loose, and he fucked around with, like, the test tube babies, which is kind of how babies were born in this time period. Uh, you know, that they, they sort of figured out a way to make sure that there's, like, no defects or no disease or something at birth. I, so. I still think that Frax has probably the best origin story of any Power Rangers character. It's really cool, and it's only further uh, further developed here. Like, this actually makes it better. Like, like, he joins the person who's trying to kill him and doesn't know that that's the person he's been after. Yeah, neither of them. Yeah. Like, you know, Rancic, fucking Nadira... Even, like, Time Force... Uh, clearly, Time Force didn't even know. Because mm-hmm. Time Force employed the guy. You know, which is pretty fucking funny, honestly. 
And as they, you know, go deeper and deeper into the facility after these revelations to the characters, but you as a reader already knew, they discover Fricks, uh, which, get it, Fricks, Frick, and Frack, uh, you know, get it? I thought it was fucking stupid. It's stupid, but, you know, very on the nose. Very Power Ranger, really. But basically, it turns out Dr. Farrick had saved himself into, like, two robots. You know, there was Frax, and then there was this. This guy stayed behind, and he kind of wants to, to, to fix things. So, like, Frax, everything he did was on the basis that he kept wanting to fix his mistakes. But every time he tried to fix his mistakes, he was just making them worse. You know? Like, he tried to... You know, he he created Venomark, which created the mutants. He tried to help Rancic. Doing that essentially got him killed. And then he put himself in the robot body. He tried to fix the mutant situation by creating robots. <laughs> so he, he just continuously kept fucking up. After, you know, fucking up, after fucking up. And now Fricks, who's left behind, uh, is still trying to do that. He's still saying, like, he's still trying to fix all these mistakes. You know, he wants to undo this. Uh, Sira or Akira gets launched to, like, prehistoric times for some reason. Uh, don't know why. Uh, Jen just sort of punches him once, and that seems to kind of end things. Yeah, I mean, even the notes, it says right here, quickly overpowering and destroying him. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really weird. It's really weird, but, you know, they finally, I guess, put Dr. Ferrix to rest. I, I, I don't... I don't think they did. I don't really... I mean, at least for this now. Guy, if this guy was smart enough, now. like... He's got his memory literally stored in something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. At least for now. But, you know, they defeat him. Uh, Sira sort of shows up as like an older lady, uh, remembering everything, and she hands the black chronomorpher to Jen. Jen decides to destroy it, and that's sort of that. Yeah, it's because they realized they created a... uh... A paradox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they created a time the, paradox. The, the Morpher is currently outside of the timeline, so it does not exist in the time to be given. Right. Uh, so it, it's dangerous. Yeah. It, it's, it's a dangerous thing, because it, in and of itself, can really fuck up the timeline, which it almost did. You know, like, Sira wasn't really supposed to kill Jen. She was supposed to give the Morpher to Jen. She was supposed to find Jen, because Jen was the key to fixing everything. But she didn't know that. And, you know, after this little kumbaya between each other, we have a little epilogue, which, which honestly, I'm very surprised that this gets, like, a happy ending. You know, essentially, True. this outpost that they had found, which exists, you know, beyond time and space, gives Jen and Wes the ability to actually see each other oh, and yeah. to actually be a couple. Oh, it's actually uh, an outpost. It is their anniversary. Yeah, it's their anniversary. Yeah. It's an outpost. They have a alpha uh, waiter. Which, okay, oh. I was very happy to see this. So that particular alpha, yeah, was the variant alpha that they use for the pop figures. For the oh movie. yeah, it is. So yeah, yeah, that was it actually kind of cool funny. that they kind of like like even it was a he was created as a variant pop and they kind of just like immortalized them into the Power Ranger story. That, yeah, that is really cool. So now it's I like, oh well, that. who's the black alpha? Oh, he's the waiter on the outpost. Yeah, you, you know, know he's he's uh, sort of the uh, the metody of uh, Jen and Wes's date, and as they're talking, you know, they basically establish that this outpost can serve as an outpost for any rangers from the past or the future to sort of meet and I, to interact. You, so, so basically, the rangers as a whole have like a watchtower. I shit you not. This you know what this reminded me of the Continental. 
Continental. From John Wick. Where ev- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, everybody, yeah. good and bad, just show up and just have a drink. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that, that's the implication through the dialogue, yeah. you know, is that any ranger can just sort of come here. It's not interfering with time at all. We could just sort of chill. We can be friends. We could share stories. We Fucking can have a game ping pong, have know, a drink. It, right, it's a cool, yeah. It's a cool concept. It's, it's a hangout. It's a little hangout for ranger. Anybody who has access to the morphing grid can access this outpost. Uh, and yeah, and it literally just ends with them dating and, and cool, you know, onto on other things. It, it ends a little abruptly, but that's, I think it's, I think it, overall it tied in a story nicely. If I were to give it anything, I give it a seven out of 10. I think I'd give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I really enjoyed the story. I was really surprised that it actually had like a happy ending. I, I was seriously expecting it to. Have a moment at the ending where Wes and Jen were just going to have to be like, all right, we can't see each other because we're screwing around with how time. How are they communicating, by the way, through, how, like, how, do, so two different time frames, but how does one communicate with the other to be like, okay, outpost tonight, four o'clock? That is a good question. Well, I guess, that's a good question. Well, I guess if you go into the outpost, maybe you can send a message to I, different I would assume lines. because different ragers can access the, I'm like, I would assume they're all in like a group chat. Yeah, something like, <laughs> like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's a good question, actually. But, you know, that sort of ends that. Like I said... Was it a $10 book, I think? Something like $12? It was. What was it marked at? the back. It is a $20 book. nineteen ninety nine. I think we didn't definitely didn't pay 20 bucks for it, though. I don't think. I, th- I think it was like 16 or, yeah. I think it was 20 with, like, shipping. But, you know, hey, just... Su- surprisingly, I don't recall them doing a collector's edition like they did for the Psychopath. Yeah, or... no, they did not. Yeah. And we were expecting it. We were expecting it. Maybe... They would have if we had conventions last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the lack of convention because the the psychopath one was a convention exclusive. So with the lack of convention, they might not have had any resources to make one or even assume that it would sell or something. Uh, which is a shame. I, I feel like if you are a Ranger fan, especially a Time Force fan, which I know just about anybody who's a Power Rangers fan is probably a fan of Time Force. Yeah, great season. Go listen to our Time Force review, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where we go more in depth and my sort of epiphany about how, wow, this show was actually great when as a kid, I didn't really like it as a kid. I, I didn't appreciate it as as much. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It's dark. But yeah, I, I guess, you know, being young, you don't appreciate some of the things the show actually did. Mm. As opposed to when you're older and rewatching it, and it's like, wow, yeah, you know, it's for like a kid's show. Lightspeed. It's like, I didn't get it at first, but I felt like they were the first adult team. Yes, yeah. You know? Th- that was when the show was showing maturity, you know? It was like, th- they were writing the show with the idea that if we still have the same fans that we've had since Mighty Morphin, they're a lot older now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're getting up there in age. They're probably, maybe even in high school, some of them. And this uh, graphic novel kind of continues the trend that it's definitely written for people who grew up with the show. If you didn't watch the show, yeah, you're pro- you're going to be completely lost. Uh, or not necessarily. You could follow Hyperforce, and it might actually tie in something if we don't. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we don't know, but I I can't imagine it tied into a whole lot. Probably just name dropping it and mm-hmm. maybe establishing where. Uh, in the timeline, this story sort of takes place, but definitely with Rancic sort of being normal, like he's not fucked, he doesn't have the Phantom of the Opera shit uh, going on anymore. He definitely is after Wild Force. Like this is definitely when he's cured, and Adira's still good, but she still kind of looks, she chooses to look the same. Uh, still likes Lucas. 
but yeah, I, I think it was such a great you know, continuation. It was much better than Psychopath. Mm-hmm. You know, much, much better. I also think, honestly, as much as I enjoyed some of the expansion of the lore of Soul of the Dragon, I think I might have liked it a little better than Soul of the Dragon. Uh, I, I think Soul of the Dragon was just maybe a little too short. I think if they had a little bit more pages to work with... I don't with, remember Soul of the Dragon having that long of a plot. It was basically... It was very quick. J.J. went rogue, gotta find him, tells tells him why he did it, Yeah, and that we, was it. We, we see a greatest hits of the yeah. different rangers that, you know, Tommy has been, you know, in his life. We do find out some cool lore tidbits <laughs> about how, you know, with the Zeo powers, the Zeo powers gain strength the longer you had them, you know, which actually is established in the show. But it was never something that was, like, utilized in the plot. But it's funny that Soul of the Dragon actually, like, used it in the plot. Did I tell you the the theory that I thought about um, after watching that gentleman's video? I can't remember his name, but we watched a video where the, the Zeo powers might have been killing them. The oh, the, the Sixth Ranger. The Sixth Ranger. The sixth hell Ranger. hell of a YouTube channel. Yes, shout Hell out to of a YouTube channel. Would love to work with him one day. If it was ever the case, and Time Force went ahead and wanted to do any more continuations, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm I'm down for yet another, you know, graphic novel. Excuse me, hiccup. I'm down for another ninja novel like this. Uh, I mean, he does if he's had a couple drinks. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah, you know, I'd say it's the biggest detractor from this book is honestly the art. The, the the art it, it definitely dips after like the first couple pages first couple pages are not too bad i think the ranger you know costumes look really good mm-hmm. as i said and the action is pretty like vibrant the colors and everything are great it's a very vibrant uh, colorful book as power ranger should be i can only hope that the writers and the illustrators i, I would appreciate it if they went and watched the entire show yes before they made the book. I don't know. I don't want to say. I know Mark Reed Bennett at least has. But I'm saying like. I don't know the majority of some of these newer. Na- like I've never heard of this gentleman. You know. I mean sure. I, I mean I don't know. That might be asking a little much. But I mean I'm sure they had enough. Uh, knowledge of sort of the. You know backstory of what happened on the show. or mm-hmm. so. Maybe they grew up with the show. I don't know. But that's just. Uh, it's just how it is. I. I just think that, um, for starters, like I said, it's hard to, I, I'm like blanking here. As I feel I'm like, we, I feel like Wes didn't even look like Wes. I feel like Eric kind of did. Yeah. Eric wasn't bad. Yeah. Wes was drawn just kind of like he was generic. A Kendall. Yeah. J- yeah. Exactly. That's, That's what I didn't like about it. Like, he yeah. was, you know, I, and Jason Font is a pretty distinct face. Uh, pretty much the entire cast of Time yeah. Force have, like, very, like, they're them, you know? Like, if you see them in public, see them in public, Yeah, if I see them in public, I'm like, oh, that's definitely them. It doesn't yeah, look, I don't have to double check to be like, is it him? Maybe not? Like, Right. No. Like, they're, they're very unique in that respect. In a good way. Yeah, I've met uh, a few of them. I love them all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we've we've met, you know, like, a, almost half the team. We met... Uh, Lucas and Lucas, Eric. Lucas, Eric... Didn't we meet someone else? No, that might have been it. Oh, that might have been it. All right, never mind. I'm misremembering. But anyway. Oh, we had a lot of plans, but unfortunately, COVID just... Conventions... Well, you know, it saved us money. You know, it saved me a lot of money. You know, so... Well, well, you got more grading done, at least. Yeah, yeah. And and (laughs) even more more to go. You know, I'm definitely going to be doing more of that. I'm in the process of getting another batch of books, which is... Heavily Power Ranger themed batch. Mm-hmm. A lot of the books in this batch, an eight book batch, 
Uh, we're Ranger books, uh, different type of Ranger books. I just want to say, it's being that it is April 2nd, 2021, uh, just so we can date this, to tell you guys, Dino Fury, we saw the first episode, I yeah. haven't seen any episodes after, so far from what I've seen, I, I'm actually really impressed. Uh, I'm very, very happy to bad. say that I'm looking forward to, I'm gonna, we're gonna wait until the whole show's done, and then we're gonna review it. Yeah. Um, only reason is because, they, I don't know what Nickelodeon's deal is with the streaming, it sucks. It's it's not it's not easy. Um, it's not even like on Hulu. Netflix will eventually have it, but yeah, you know we're still gonna go in order. We're gonna finish up Dino Thunder and uh, go from there. So overall, this entire book, if I were to sum it up, like I said, seven out of ten. Yeah, the seven mainly being for I don't care for the artwork. I love the story. I think it was a little abrupt, but I th- and there were a couple of continuity issues I had to question, but overall. They didn't have to touch upon this, and I'm glad they did. Right. Yeah, this was definitely something that they definitely knew the fans wanted. Yeah. But I I definitely couldn't imagine that the psychopath was well well received. I'll be honest. I haven't exactly looked at other people's reviews uh, of the book, but we definitely... uh, If I may, Matt, I, I don't necessarily know anybody else's reviews, but I can tell you on the collector's market, the book of the collector's edition of the psychopath has not increased much. Yeah, and I want I'm I'd have to think that that had to do with it. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. You know, I, I'm somebody who liked it. I didn't love it. I, I think. Well, I mean, go listen to our pot. We do a whole podcast about it. Not to beat a dead horse. Do you recall how but... much we spent on it? Uh, money wise. Yeah, the psychopath limited edition. Oh, uh, the limited edition. I don't know how much that was. I don't think it was like too much. I don't think. Yeah, it wasn't really. I'm. It might have been like maybe like thirty five. Thirty, you think? Something like that. It wasn't like an insane amount, but I guess for what it was, it was maybe like a little overpriced. But it's a great cover. Yeah, I mean, it's not even. <laughs> it's yeah. like no one even. No, it I can't even get a market price on it right now. Yeah. So. I mean, let us know in the comments if anybody can figure that part out. And again, you know, check out our review of that, which, boy, do we have thoughts on that one. You know, at least for for this one, Sins of the Future, it's pretty positive, you know. It's it's a great story. Like, the writing was great. I, I think it was a, a great love letter, you know, to the show. And, and to the actors, it didn't insult uh, the character arcs. It, it didn't insult the character arcs. It didn't really insult the actors and actresses, you know, maybe a little bit bit with the art but again not 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 as badly as some of the lightning collection does the lightning oh, collection is straight did up did you see uh, the meme i sent you yes 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 with the with the like paint pack yeah it was a lightning collection paint kit they honestly should do that for, for uh, you should put that up in the, I'm going the, 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 whole, yeah. the whole thing's gonna have a slideshow of yeah put put, uh, <laughs> put that up when, when you're seeing this part of the uh the youtube video there literally was a post on instagram at least that's where we saw it where it's literally, it was like, the caption was like, pre-order now, and it was a Lightning Collection box of just paint. It, it was it was literally just tubes of paint, because if you're not somebody who collects toys, like, I, I don't collect toys, but like, Joe and Scotty, they, they buy the toys. They have been really half-assing a lot of aspects of the toys they've been releasing. Like, even even when you look on the back of the box... The back of the box, where there's an, an image of the figure in the box, will look vastly different than what you actually get in terms of some of the detail. Particularly with anything involving, like, black 
detailing on, say, like a helmet. Uh, the biggest example is both Pumpkin Wrapper and uh, the White Dino Thunder Ranger, where the White Dino Thunder Ranger is supposed to have, like, a black outline around the red visor, and instead you just got, like, a red visor which kind of bled into the the white helmet. It didn't look good at all. And on Pumpkin Wrapper, they forgot to color in the eyes... So, like, the eyes are just solid orange, but if you flip over to the back of the box, the eyes are supposed to be black. Uh, it's it's very in-your-face, too, that they just kind of, they just released it, mm-hmm. half-assing it. And people are complaining. People are not happy about it to the point that they actually offered anybody who bought, I think it was Dino Thunder, right? The white Dino Thunder figure? To send those figures yes. in to hasbro and they will literally redo the paint job for you no they will send you a new helmet oh they'll send you a new helmet they did okay. the same thing i think they're doing the same thing with king sphinx's nose ah that was another one king sphinx's nose yeah that but, was another one yeah I, I actually didn't get a chance to submit it um i had actually completely forgot so i wonder if i could still do it uh but i mean to me it doesn't even matter at this point like i if i literally have to pay for poaches to send out trent's helmet i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know if it's worth it <laughs> It they, they should definitely like cover it in some way, or or give you just like you know you have twenty five percent off something, or give you store credit. I don't know. Uh, but just to fill you in, Matt, is current auction there is no current auction pr- bids for the Psychopath uh, Collector's Edition. Yeah, that's wild. So uh, I can't even tell you when the last one actually sold. If I'm able to pull it up, I'll pull it up right here. But yeah, yeah. so far nothing. Yeah, I wonder how many. Uh... Even in, are even in circulation. As of right now, it doesn't look like many. Yeah. So uh, they all went to private collectors and fans. So I guess, uh, yeah, I, I guess it goes without saying that uh, that was Sins of the Future. Now we're on to sort of our little after post-podcast Post-podcast discussion. discussion. Post-podcast discussion, people. All right, Matt, what do we got Let's today? Let's go. Okay, man, uh, you know, we have a lot of catching up to do uh, as far as things we didn't cover last year. Like, for example... Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers has become two series, two, the Boom Studios comic has become two ongoing series, which is really fucking awesome. Both of them are fucking great. You need to pick them up if you are a Ranger fan or if you are a superhero fan. You owe it to yourself to pick them up. Uh, the, the Mighty Morphin, it's literally Mighty Morphin and then Power Rangers split into two titles. And literally, the Mighty Morphin book is the Mighty Morphin team with a new Green Ranger whose identity we do now know. At the time that it came out, and we had talked about it on old podcasts, we didn't know yet. But now we do know who the identity of that person is. It's a great story. Uh, My personal favorite, though, is Power Rangers, which follows the Omega Rangers exploits uh, and what they're doing with Lord Draken. And I think that one is just much more fun. They're utilizing different elements of the lore. You know, if you've been reading, you know, concurrently with... So we basically have a season two team versus Omega Rangers in two different... One book, opposed to the other. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. A season two team with a new Green Ranger. And then, you know, that literally we're seeing what Jason, Trini, and Zack would have been doing if uh, Saban, you know, didn't do the shit he did. Uh, you know basically in in an alternate reality where the show had a little bit more you know love and care put into it uh, basically is what it's happening and and like i said it's utilizing different things from the greater like power ranger universe like post mighty morphin shows Mm -hmm. you know to spoilers if you haven't caught up to issue five 
But issue 5, literally, not only do the Omega Rangers go to the Wild West planet, which was a reused, like, set from Back to the Future and Power Rangers in space, but Astronomer shows up, a young Astronomer, like an Astronomer with however old she would be during Mighty Morphin time period, and Ecliptor shows up, and SPD apparently exists. Uh, not the Rangers, but the organization SPD exists. And I love that. I love that they're making the universe feel coherent. You know, it's 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 not just like, you know, oh, the Rangers defeated their bad guy. Now there's a new group here. Like, like it feels like all these characters can exist in an MCU, you know, Marvel DC type of world where they all have their own little, you know, piece of the pie. You know, they name drop characters like Emperor Grum and everything. So, like, these characters exist. You know, it's not just like these characters never existed until the TV show. It makes the universe feel lived in and everything, and I love that. Uh, the, it's it's great. Uh, Mighty Morphin's not really doing that. Mighty Morphin is telling good stories, but it's still focusing on, you know, sort of giving you, like, the TV show kind of stories, whereas, you know, the Omega Rangers adventures is, is it completely new. Is it trying to tie in? No. 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 It, it's doing its own thing. It's doing its own thing, but it's following, like, a certain rule set. You know, it, it's trying to stay within the confines of where it would be uh, in the show, like it was season two, basically. Mm-hmm. It's trying to stay within that time frame, but, you know, there was no Green Ranger during, you know, the, the how point. Did, if you don't want me asking, uh, how did they restore the power? Uh, that was thanks to Billy. Ah, see? Uh, that, 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 was thanks, that was thanks to Billy and Grace Sterling. Ah, uh, yeah, you gotta read it, guy. It's yeah. really fucking good. You think I can, uh, if anybody who hasn't gotten a chance to go back and read the original story arcs, could I just pick it up at the first issues of both these issues? I would definitely say no. Uh, really? the, the the issues you need to read is post-Shattered Grid. So you, you need to read, like, Necessary, Necessary Evil yeah. going forward, at least, at minimum. I mean, it would definitely help you if you've read the series up to this point, but I would definitely say if you wanted to start a little simpler and not have to necessarily spend over like $200 buying all these issues, definitely start at necessary evil and just work your way forward. And then you'll be okay. Uh, you'll, you'll get the gist of what's going on. <laughs> you'll live. Yeah. You, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll definitely be fine. Uh, let's see what else other than that, you know, I... just the, the, it's a great time to be a Power Ranger comic fan. The solicitations for June has revealed that not only is the Phantom Ranger going to show up in Power Rangers, but he's getting his own one-shot uh, story, which we know <laughs> we know, we know know nothing about the plot details. Are you kidding me? Uh, other... I, if they gave me one page and it was him just taking his helmet off, that's it. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah. I'd pay 30 bucks. It, it's... We don't know too much about the story details because the story hasn't caught up to that point yet. Because they're doing the same thing with Astronema. Like, Astronema and Ecliptor just showed up in Power Rangers, but there's a one-shot that just came out this week. I haven't gotten it in the mail yet, so as we're talking right now, I don't know anything about it, but it's out. And they're doing the same thing with uh, Phantom Ranger. Like, he's... Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to show up in the story, but he's also getting, like, a one-shot that I guess is going to give you some context as to, you know, how he winds up in the story. And we do see on the cover of one of those stories, he's with, like, the Emissaries uh, back when they were alive, and they're fighting the Imperials. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Imperials are great villains, too. Uh, some of the villains they're introducing in the comic series is great. 
they, they don't feel out of place. They don't necessarily feel forced. They feel rangery. They, they feel like they could be thrown into any series and they'd, they'd be good. Uh, the Imperials have a dope design. We find out in issue five of Power Rangers a little bit more of what they are, like you know how they came to be, uh, what their sort of reason for existing is, and all, all that good stuff. That's like how I felt when uh, I was watching Dino Fury for the first time, just switching over to the uh, what's new in the TV world. Uh, Beast Morphers concluded. Dino Fury is out. They shot the mass thing, or the uh, Master Morphers, the mor- the Morphing Masters. I'm sorry, Morphing Masters. Yeah. What the hell are those? <laughs> that, those are established in the comic, man. Yeah, they, they established more in the uh, the TV show that they've just been around. And again, just stuff like I know it's it's you it's know, fan service. It, it it, is. It's it's literally fan service. It, again, it just makes me think that man Zordon really didn't know a lot of shit. Well, <laughs> I, I, I would blame it more on just the writers just didn't know a lot of shit. The writers were just concerned about writing a Saved by the Bell type of story around stock footage of Japanese people fighting monsters. On paper, that was the craziest idea. Uh, and it's pretty wild yeah it's pretty fucking wild and it's interesting how even stan lee had the idea you know thought about doing it and man what a like alternate reality that must be to like live in in a world where stan lee might have been able to give us power rangers and what that might have done like would the power rangers have been in infinity war you know, if, if Stan Lee got his way. They were mentioned in Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, they were referenced in Far From Home. Which is Home. interesting to me because even Disney had owned them at one point. So that, that's who's right. not to say yeah. that they still own them? And then all nah, of a sudden... Don't, but... I'm saying, but... it Never say never, man. It's one of the few WWE things I can really honestly well, say. I mean, even if they could do that, I don't necessarily think they should. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with Power Rangers... What Boom Studios is doing is what I want. They're creating essentially a DC Marvel type universe within the franchise. Oh yeah, you know, it's easy, and they're good. even going explaining alternate universes, different right. teams, and different realities. Hence, uh, um, what the hell is a uh, yeah, Time Force? Yeah, um, RPM, Cenozoic. There are so many different yep. teams, and especially now. Uh, Dino Charge, just, you know, if you've seen the crossover episode with Jason in Beast Morphers, explains blatantly we're from a different era, yeah. you know, and we can show up whenever we want. So it's, I mean, I think it's, it is, it's a great time to be pairing. I feel like there hasn't been a lot going on though recently as far as the movie that they had talked about. Uh, there's no updates. Yeah. There, there hasn't I feel been like any the only thing that we've gotten but... so far is... Dino Fury's out. There's a couple of toys out. The Lightning Collection's got its normal release lines. Yeah. And the comics are out. As for Power Rangers, I think that's it. I mean... That's what it feels like know. the last couple months at least. I, I guess as since, a pa- since Christmas. As a Power Rangers fan, I mean, uh, you know, speaking just for myself, I can't really speak for anybody else, but I'm satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. I'm satisfied with the comic book series. I mean, I would like for them to use the comic book series as a They're template They're not oversaturating it to the point where it's like we're sick of it, but I feel yes. like we're getting just enough where I'm... I want more, but I'm okay to wait if it's going to be better. I mean, sure. I I, I feel that way in regards to, like, the shows, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, Dino Fury is sort of the last show that Hasbro was contracted with Toei uh, and everything in Nickelodeon. So it'll be interesting to see when Dino Fury does end if they might finally decide to sort of take the show in a different direction. Maybe they'll decide to make a series going back to Mighty Morphin, that's literally like the comic, you know, just like an animated thing, maybe get the actor. We don't know. Uh, the the future as far as like live action shit or even animated shit, because an animated series has been rumored 
for a while. If you could do an you know, animated series, you can literally happy. make Shattered Grid a reality. That, that's what I'm saying. That's my big hope. You know, that's my big yeah. hope. You don't have to worry about licensing issues. You don't have no. to worry about content. I mean, you could worry about content, but like a little bit. But it's the same. You know, you can bring in. You can do anything. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Hasbro. Despite what they're doing with the toys, you know, despite the fact that they're getting a little lazy, the toys and also got, the toys have gotten worse. And also, say what you will about the company as a whole in regards to certain political shit that I won't go into right now. Staying away from that, just focusing on what they've done with the franchise, what they've, I guess, signed off on uh, and approved for the franchise so far has been good. You know, so far it seems like they want to give a little bit more towards fans, you know, uh, that rather than just stealing footage from another country's show, you know, essentially, which really boy boiled down to that's what Power Rangers was. It was just, just a giant ripoff. Kind of. But, you know, a, a ripoff that we love, you know, a ripoff that played a big role in a lot of people's lives. And speaking of comics. Speaking of ripoffs. Uh, yeah, speaking of things that I'm quite literally about to rip off. I have held on to this for quite a while. I've had this since, like, November, but I was saving it for a post-podcast discussion because I am the type of person who plans these things, and I know if I don't give somebody a reason to check out the YouTube video, they might not do it. They'll just listen to the audio and be and call it a day. If you want to see this comic that I bought graded, I already know it's a 9.8, mm-hmm. but it's a graded comic... And then, boy, is it a great cover. When I saw this on Instagram, I bought it from the Comic Man. Uh, I was like, I have to have it. Uh, real quick, just want to give a quick shout-out to Burke, Family 54 Comics. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for delivering me my personal uh, cover that you guys created. Um, or a person, I don't want to say person, it's a variant cover, pardon me. Um, and Matt, you guys always take care of... Um, absolute great channel and anybody that's get a chance for all your comic needs go check them out yeah please subscribe to him if if you're you know follow him on instagram burke again burke family 54 comics he also is a big power ranger comic fan so he deals with a lot of that he's helped promote a lot of exclusive covers for a lot of online shops and congrats to him he very recently got his own exclusive cover done by hal laren uh, me and Joe both have a copy. Uh, mine will definitely be getting sent off to CGC very shortly. Could have had him. Si- Whatever we could have had him sign it. Unfortunately, it didn't come out quick enough. That, that, that yeah. was the problem. That was the problem. I would have done that. Send it back. <laughs> yeah, I would have done that. But Do the, the free return and get the it <laughs> the deadline to send in your books mm. to get signed by JDF was before ah. uh, it actually the the book shipped. Like the book shipped, I think in like the beginning. I of wonder February. if there's been any asshole ever. That didn't like their grade on the comic or the or the card and tried to return it. Absolutely, that like, uh, that definitely happens on probably a daily basis at CGC. That absolutely does. I can't imagine it doesn't. Well, yeah. see, I'll tell you, CGC is about to become a hot spot for Pokemon cards, man. It already P- is. Well, hold on, PSA is not accepting cards this summer. Ooh, wow! They said they're stop accepting cards because they can't meet the the, the swine demand. Yeah, even even so, uh, CGC is about to get a shit ton of. Uh, it shits out of inventory. That's kind of funny, though, because that almost makes me think that CGC could very shortly find themselves in that same position. Because yeah. this past year with COVID, they, they were smart. They took advantage of the fact that there's no conventions, and they're like, we can bring the convention to us, mm-hmm. and we can have the artists, 
the actors, the writers do private signings here. People just send their books to us and boom, there you go. You got the way. It's literally what I was complaining about if you listen to our New York Comic Con podcast. Yeah. What I complained about back then, they took, they did in 2020. They, they actually did it. But because of that, I think they overextended themselves a little bit. And if you look at the turnaround times, they got pretty crazy. Well, it's even stranger now. I mean, you think about what's going on in the current state of even collectible items as a whole, comics, trading cards, video games, memorabilia, whatever it may be. I mean, to the fact that even PSA had to put up a public statement from their president saying that they received more cards in three days than they did in the last three months. Uh, CGC, I tell you guys, them and Beckett are about to have a field day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I would say, only reason I was against the... Uh, you know why I didn't want to grade with CGC at first, Matt? Why? I didn't like the way, I didn't like the way that they looked in the case. I didn't like their label. Their, I thought yeah. their comic labels were great, but their trading card labels were so basic. I mean, I, I can understand thinking that because ultimately their card label is just a condensed version of their comic label. Mm. So, like, I definitely agree it's not necessarily as appealing, maybe, as, like, PSA. Because it's, like, PSA is sort of just designed around the card. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like CGC... Love you guys, you know. Don't take this as an insult. Just take this as a constructive criticism. That it really does look just like a simplified, uh, you know, comic label. But I still love you guys for the comics. Anyway, I will continue unraveling this uh, bubble wrap. They put more bubble wrap inside of bubble wrap. I mean, for a CGC comic, I expect no less. That is your first time looking at it. Well, I mean, and physically, at least. I mean, I know what it looked like, but there it is. There it is, folks. Hold on, let me move that out of the way. Let's get ourselves a nice picture of that. Matt, what is the grade on this, my guy? It is a... That is a factor 9.8, which I bought it that way, so it's, it's no surprise. But for those of you who... Might not be able to see. There's a little bit of glare. Oh, you know but... what? This this light actually does different. Oh, du- ooh, yeah, that's really cool. There you go. So we got. Oh, that's much better. Yeah, yeah. Shot. Definitely, definitely do that. So we got that. So this is for those of you watching the YouTube video. If you want to see what we're talking about, you can just jump to the YouTube video and jump to this part. Uh, it's ex- literally a minute eight seconds, where what you're seeing is issue one of the aforementioned Power Rangers. Uh, Boom Studios book. It is the sad. No, that's a uh, that's called the comma. Hmm. Uh, It's it's like a mini uh, scythe. They're they're like mini scythes. Yeah. And this is literally done by. uh, Wow, they actually didn't annotate. Ryan Parrot, who the artist. uh, Well, he he's he's the writer. Writer. Okay. Uh, He's he's still the writer. He's still doing a great job. We met him in person. Mm -hmm. You know, good shit. It's a a Raphael. I hope I'm pronouncing it. Raphael Grassetti cover. It's the Sad Lemon Comics Edition variant cover for Power Rangers number one featuring... And I don't think the Omega Rangers have looked better <laughs> than on no, this. No, this is a hell of a, This, this is, is fucking image. fantastic. When I saw this, I was immediately... Normally what I do when I buy variants that I want to get graded, I just buy it raw, yeah. and then I send it into CGC, because usually a lot of these stores do a great job of sending you a copy that if you decide to get it pressed and graded, it'll come back a 9.8. They never guarantee it, it's not guaranteed, but your chances are pretty high. But this was something that I didn't want to take a chance with. I was like, I'm going to fork over the extra money, and I'm going to make sure, ensure that this is a 9.8, because this is fucking... I this is a cover this, I'd have Austin St. John and Walter Jones sign if I ever had it. Yeah. 
Yeah, like this is such a great looking book. Such a great cover. They they released a lot of variant covers for this first issue, but I think this one might be my favorite. I don't know if I own this. I don't think I don't know if I do. No, you don't. I remember sending it to you on Instagram. Uh, hmm. I, I was showing. No, I, I'm sorry. I I would totally know if I own this. Yeah. No, I definitely don't. I have a couple of. I think I do have a couple of variants of the first issue at least. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. That that you do, and I have more as well. I have more. Uh, one of which I'm about to send in to get graded again. Uh, not again, but to you know get graded. Anyway. It's just rig it's just made a bunch of regrades. That, yeah. Well I mean you can do yeah. that, but I mean that's I, I won't do that. That's beautiful though. Absolutely beautiful. I, I, I love it. I I don't know what else to what else to really say about it. It's a great start to a great series. You know, give, give it a give it a read, guys. Give, give it a give, give Boom Studios some love. I mean Boom Studios, other than Power Rangers, they're doing really well for themselves. They're doing really well for themselves as a competitor in the comic market because so many of their seri- original series, like mm-hmm. not Power Rangers series, but original idea comics, are getting auctioned for Netflix series, a movie series. I did see a uh, Boom Studios movie recently. Yes, in yeah, they're 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 getting there. <laughs> they're they're making a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. It's really good. I, I love these guys, guys and gals. I go even meeting them was a great honor. Yeah, meeting them was great. Uh, I low key not to toot my own horn, but I genuinely believe somebody there listens to our podcast because there have been things that we've said on the podcast before that mm-hmm. will like uh, you know fast forward to a couple months later. This is actually a perfect example of it. An Omega Ranger series when they released the Omega Rangers. I mean, I don't want to say we were the sole reason they decided to do this, but. We were one of the first people that we told them this in person. If you did an Omega Ranger series, we would be all over that. Oh, I I want full credit. I want full would be credit all over that. for the one shot if Billy is the Phantom Ranger. I, I sadly don't think it's going to be because he's oh. appearing during the Mighty Morphin time period. I, I know. I'm not trying to kill the vibe. I suppose one could argue maybe this Phantom Ranger isn't the same Phantom Ranger from Turbo. Could be a different dude underneath the helmet. It's Jar Jar Banks, folks. Uh, I oof, uh, do, do not invoke that name. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Boom Studios would not want that wrath. Like that 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 is a wrath they are not prepared for. The Boom Studios are making Star Wars comics. No, for making anything Jar Jar related. Okay. I, I would love a Boom Studios Star Wars comic. I think that'd be pretty dope. I, I think they could do some good things with that, but unfortunately, they would be under Disney, and I kind of don't want that. Not gonna lie. I well, it's not like really Disney's ever that. ruined the Power Rangers or anything. Well, f- I mean, if, you know what's funny is that it's Some just... Some of the best seasons. They that's had, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, when they actually had the franchise, <laughs> they didn't do such a bad job back then. But Disney was definitely a different company back then. It definitely was a different company. But oh, yeah. I, I won't go into that nonsense, though. That's that, that You could watch other YouTube channels to talk about that. So, I think that's about wrapping up. I think that's about now. it, yeah. I, I think, uh... Well, guys, uh, yeah, uh, don't forget to check us out. We are I-407 Studios on YouTube, the home of 335 Live, your all-talk adult Power Rangers Super Sentai podcast exclusively on SoundCloud, now on YouTube. Weekly episodes, me, Matt, Scotty, your favorite Rangers, your intros, whatever you want, we got it. And this year we're going to cover a lot more, and I appreciate you guys sticking with us for the majority of 2020. It was not easy, but we are here, and we're never going to disappoint. Matt, take us home. Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm not normally the one who does the outros. I know, it's weird, right? Yeah, I know. I, I wasn't actually ready for this, but, you know, thank you once again for listening. Time for uh, time for us to go to bed.